Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Hello, and thank you for joining me for another week on the Familypreneur podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by my Facebook mentoring program. It's a big opportunity for entrepreneurs looking to make big things happen with Facebook. This is a 90-day program that will be customized precisely to fit your business needs. At the end of that three-month period, you will be equipped to run Facebook ad campaigns that will increase your traffic, leads, and most importantly, generate more revenue for your business. Cha-ching! Due to the level of support I'm providing, this offer is limited and expected to sell out fast, so act quickly. Visit megbrunson.com slash mentor to see if you'd be a good fit. Now for today's guest. She's an award-winning business coach, speaker, activist, philanthropist, and best-selling author. She believes deeply in the power of big dreams, philanthropy, greatness, and entrepreneurship, and her mission is to ignite greatness in women, girls, and leaders worldwide. I am so excited to introduce to you my personal friend, founder of the Girls Rule Foundation, Dina Patton. Hi, Dina. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to have you here. This is going to be a real treat for everybody I know. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I want to, I recently discovered Girls Rule, um, your nonprofit, and I instantly knew that you were somebody that I wanted to have on this show. I feel like your mission and so aligned with mine, with with everything behind the show that we really want to empower our children. So can you start by giving me some of your background story? I know you became a life and business coach for women entrepreneurs 15 years ago, and I'm just curious how that manifested into how you shifted your focus really to include girls in that. Yeah. Well, um, it really started with my own journey in my childhood, not being um, an empowered girl. Um, I really never knew anything about leadership. Um, I lived in a single mother home that, um, was somewhat dysfunctional and just a normal girl trying to make it through school. And um, it wasn't until my mid-20s that I really found my voice and found my power and found my talents, found my way, and moved to New York City to follow my first big dream and um, opened a business there and soon became a workaholic. And didn't really know anything about boundaries or self-care, just how to work smart, um, you know, smarter, not harder. 
and I had a minor stroke at 27. And that was really my blessed interruption of when I really got clear about my life and my purpose. And that's where it started. I got a calling to women and girls and um, sold that business and became a life and business coach for women entrepreneurs and leaders and CEOs. And what I found was there was this um, huge part of all of our stories that were very similar. And everybody's circumstances were different, but we all had this moment of disempowerment or not believing in ourselves um, somewhere in our youth or you know young adult. And I just realized after 10 years of being a coach and my own story is I had this aha one day and I said, why aren't we teaching our girls what we teach women um, when we talk about empowerment and even um, uh, leadership and true intentional self-development tools to help them um, navigate life, you know, navigate relationships and navigate themselves and all of that stuff. So um, I just really realized that we have to start younger. You know, it's so great that empowerment of women um, has been happening, is happening, but we have to start younger. And so it was that aha moment, um, along with the spiritual calling of women and girls that really put me on the path. But I think with, you know, similar to a lot of other people is you can be on a path and you don't really know, like, is this the right path? Am I equipped to do, to do this? You, you kind of feel lost, but you're still on the path. And um, I met three friends um, who had a passion for girls too and empowerment and self-development and training. And you know what? We just hit it off and said, you know what? We need to do something more for girls. And so that was the second tier. And we started doing girls' role workshops. I took the women's workshops that I was doing and I made a girl version. And we started doing those. And, um, and then really the third real final step was one of my partners passed away unexpectedly. And then two of my other um, partners went back to corporate America. And I really had a choice right there to say, am I going to go on and do these girls programs or not? And what happened right then was I learned about the statistics of girls and we live in Arizona and we were the third worst state to be a girl. We have some of the worst statistics in the country, but the statistics are nationwide. And so that's really the progression of it over the years. And it was the statistics that just got me and said, Oh my gosh, there is a huge need for us to really equip and empower uh, girls with leadership and self-esteem and mindset and all those things that we get really as adults, but we don't think of giving teens. Now, what kind of statistics go into determining that a state is the third worst to be in for a girl? How is that measured? So we measure it by four things, um, the teen pregnancy rate, the self-harm and suicide rate, the dropout rate, and the, the fourth one is sex trafficking. So, which is really a new, st- I mean, it's, it's new and it's not, you know, it's, it's, I think, newly reported. And so it's not like it's newly 
in the world. So they're, you know, pretty heavily on that now in the last five to 10 years. It's really on the map. We're, thank God, one of the states that have a task force specifically around sex trafficking. So they are trying to help that decrease. I don't want to say that's amazing. I mean, that that's terrible, but good that there's things in place to combat that. Now, as, yeah. as a mom, do you have any tips for moms? Like, what can we do to help build the self-esteem in our daughters and our girls? Well, you know, when you look at just the statistics, and there's many others too, but really those for um, self-harm and suicide, you know, that is the statistics around that are just coming out in this last year. Um, and it's heavily on the addiction to so- social media and the addiction to cell phones. So as moms, one just a couple tips that we have around that is all f- phones are charged in a charging station, say in your office or your uh, kitchen, and teens are not allowed to sleep with their phones. What's happening is they're texting or posting or on social media till all hours of the night and not getting enough sleep and um, which is causing all kinds of problems at school and then grades and then everything declines from there. But just the pure fact that more teens are so addicted to their phones and what it's doing is it's actually interrupting the connection that kids should be organically having with their parents. That connection is actually shifting to a phone. Um, so that's an, an unhealthy thing that is going on. And I think with moms with younger kids, you can start those habits. You know, my, my child just got an eye, uh, not, an, not a phone, but an eye touch. And she knows that she will not get a phone until she's a teenager. So prolonging that is step number one. But also having boundaries around their phone and having hours that they can be on it and hours that they aren't. Um, so boundaries around dinner, you know, no phones at dinner, no phones in the, in the bedroom when you sleep. So those little changes at home can really make a difference. Yeah. And I think that another thing that I think has to play a part into the social media aspect is how inappropriate and bold people get on social media, like people are typing things on social media that they would never have the courage, the, the courage or the guts to say yes. to somebody face to face. So I think people get bullied a lot harder online than they get bullied in real yes. life. Like not to say that in real life bullying isn't a problem, but yeah. I think online makes it worse. People hide behind those keyboards. Absolutely. And that's why self-esteem is so important is that We need self-esteem to achieve our dreams, achieve our education, achieve healthy relationships, all of that. But we need self-esteem when stuff happens, you know, when someone bullies you or makes fun of you on social media. You know, when you are 13 or 16, that part of your brain hasn't developed yet around the coping skills, right? A 13-year-old doesn't know how to cope with that level of shame or embarrassment. Adults barely know how to deal with that. So, you know, equipping kids with more self-esteem and how to handle situations and breakdowns like that is really, really important. Um, And that's, you know, the self-harm and the suicide rates 
are going hand in hand with social media um, and lack of self-esteem. Because if you're getting messages all day long that you're not enough and you're not pretty enough and all these media messages of beauty, false beauty, um, your self-esteem is going to take a hit, right? And you're not going to feel empowered and feel beautiful just as you are. And so social media is really huge in our kids' self-esteem. And when they don't have self-esteem, a lot of these statistics happen, the self-harm, the suicide, the dropouts. And teen pregnancy, we can talk all day long about it's a sex problem, but for me, really, what I have learned, it's less of a sex problem and more of a self-esteem problem. When you're dealing with girls who want validation or um, affirmation or to be loved, they sometimes think that that's the way to get it. And um, so, you know, again, it's more education around that self-esteem is that inner job. It's our own inner job. Self-esteem does not come from likes on social media, boys, uh, friends, anything external. It's an inner job. Um, but I don't know about you. No one told me that at 13. Um, no, so I don't think so. Not here either. <laughs> no, we look for it, you know, externally. And so all of these statistics are tied to self-esteem and um, knowing yourself, knowing your boundaries, knowing who you are and who you're not, and knowing how to navigate confidently through these years called teen years. So with Girls Rule, you you obviously decided to continue on with Girls Rule after you were faced with that, once you discovered the statistics, but after being faced with kind of your uh, your team falling apart. Mm-hmm. Now, what does Girls Rule offer? Can you tell us a little bit about the three? Well, there's five. Is there? Do you consider it three or five? I'm sorry. Tell me yeah. a little bit about the programs that you guys offer. Yeah, it's five. And um, our, our fifth one is really what it, it, it's, we call it a program, but it is our brilliant, beautiful, and bold online movement. So that's through our social media and our YouTube channel we're building out so that we can have um, powerful discussions and content on our electronic uh, movement so that we can reach girls really worldwide. So that's uh, our our fifth program. And so one through four is our first one is our monthly mother-daughter summit that happens the first Saturday of every month here in Phoenix, Arizona. And so that's an extraordinary three-hour event that happens every single month. And it's themed around our 12 leadership principles. So we teach a leadership principle every single month and it's different content and different speakers and different activities every single month. And uh, so it's, it's a ton of fun, but it's also empowering and learning together. Um, and then our second one is our uh, Dream Lab After School Club. And this is a 12-week after-school club that focuses on dreams, leadership, empowerment, and friendships. And this is a club that any girl in middle school or high school can start in her own school. What we realized, um, there's a lot of research around teens, and we uh, have learned that girls in the last three years, all these all this research and statistics are coming out that girls are ready to lead. 
but there's a lack of things to lead. And so we wanted to give them a powerful program that is peer led that they can lead. So I'm super excited about Dream Labs. Um, any girl in the country can buy a leader kit on our website and within two weeks open her own club in her school. That's awesome. Yeah, super fun. Again, what you know, I, I try to create programs that I would have loved to have, uh, you know, when I was little. And so we have a, a, a great team of curriculum uh, builders and creators. And uh, also, some of our girls actually test out our programs. So we have a, a fun time creating extraordinary programs. So the third one is our seven day leadership summer camp. So we rent out a really cool ranch up in Northern Arizona and a week out of the summer, we have uh, this leadership camp. Again, they learn our 12 leadership principles. It's all about empowering these girls. They come in teen girls and they leave world changers. I mean, they really learn skill sets that are taught nowhere else. Um, and because we limit it to only 25 girls. It's really about quality, not quantity. Um, we just pour into these girls. They have the most extraordinary camp experience that they've, they've ever had in their life. Um, so that's number three. And then we end the year with our brilliant, beautiful, and bold uh, role model awards and mentoring program. So this is open to anyone in Arizona, um, leaders, parents, and teachers, nominate girls in their life that are doing extraordinary things. They could be helping, you know, their soccer team, like she's the girl that's always helpful and loving, or their girl volunteers with a charity, or whatever it is that they're admiring a girl, they nominate that girl for our awards. And we have a really awesome reception for all the girls so we can celebrate them and give them certificates. And then we choose four winners, and it's so hard to choose. It's usually about 175 to 100 girls who are nominated. We only choose four, and they win $500 cash to further their dreams, and they get a full year of mentoring with our team. So those are our four programs. That's awesome. Now, you mentioned your, the, the summit, the Mother-Daughter Summit. Yeah. What made you decide to have the summit be a mother-daughter event when the other programs all seem to be girls only? Yeah. So that's a really good question because at, in the beginning years, everything was only girl only. And what we learned was the moms felt like, oh, my girl learned so much, but I, I didn't, I wasn't there. I didn't know what she learned. I don't know how to support her. I don't know how to work with her, right, on this thing. And so what we really realize is we have to have some programs or a program where they do it together so that they're learning together, um, they're empowering each other. And, you know, frankly, one of the pieces that is really important in girls' school is dreaming big and being intentional about pursuing our dreams. And what is so awesome is about 90% of girls don't even realize that their moms have dreams. And they also don't even realize that they could impact those dreams. So what's super special is that the girls really 
see their mom in another light, like, oh my gosh, my mom has dreams, you know? <laughs> um, as I say, a lot of our dreams get lost in the laundry. <laughs> <You know? laughs> a lot of other things that we have when we're moms. And it's just so special to see the girls see their mom's dreams too and say, you know, I can ask my mom about her dreams. I can even help her and be a part of that. Um, so they learn the leadership principles. They learn how to better communicate with each other and support each other's dreams and just connection. You know, I think that's what we're missing a lot in today's society is not connection over text or, you know, in the other room, but really together and having that special monthly intentional time to connect. So that's, you know, for me, I just love seeing that connection between the mothers and daughters. And my daughter comes and helps every month. And that's our connection. Um, and I just love it. I think it's super special that the moms and girls can do something together. Well, I attended my first summit, as you know, last month. And I brought my oldest daughter, who's just a little underneath the, the teen cutoff, um, but I have to agree that it was such a rewarding experience for both of us. I wasn't sure how she would feel. I haven't taken her to like a three-hour event before like that, you know, having to sit in front of speakers. Um, she's almost 11 for the record, but yeah. she, uh, so I wasn't really sure, but she really enjoyed it. And she, she, we sat in the front and she listened to everybody. And the, the session we were at happened to be about positive friendships. And it was perfectly timed because mm-hmm. we've got some drama <laughs> happening. Girl drama um, going on. I feel like anybody else who has a, one of those tween or teenage girls knows how those friendships can be that I hate you. I love you. I hate you. Yes. I love you. So it was, it was really impactful for her to be able to, to listen to the speakers and listen to her peers. There were a lot of peers that asked questions and offered examples. Um, so I, I definitely felt very moved being there and I think it's, it opened a lot of communication for us. You know, the drive home was an interesting talk <laughs> right. you know, yeah. would have been sparked, you know, had we not been there. Yeah. So I absolutely love that and definitely encourage all, you know, Phoenix area girls to attend or even Arizona, Arizona's not that big, you know, drive in right. for the day. Um, <laughs> but for the people not in the Phoenix area, I think that the dream labs are amazing. and. Do I rem- didn't they go worldwide or are they only US? So they're they're only well they're only US. I mean okay. technically, but um, I mean should I say they're a digital download. So when you buy the leader kit for $99, you just get an instant download and so and you print the manual out. Um, so anybody that can purchase this off our website and print it out could get it. We market it only US. Um, however, there are a couple women in Africa that are in our email list. And one of the women has a um, group of 11 girls there. And so she emailed me and said, I would love a Dream Labs for my 11 girls. So we're making that happen. Um, and they're English speaking. So that's the world only barrier right now until we can get it translated into other languages. But um, I'm super excited about you know, anybody who speaks English, I mean, we will get it to them. And, you know, they have an extraordinary uh, opportunity to have this 12-week curriculum 
that anyone can use. So let me just speak through that because we've had like that woman, she has a group of 11 girls. She's trying to mentor them, empower them, but has a lack of curriculum, lack of, you know, she goes through programs like that. So it was a perfect fit. She's like, this is going to be our next 12 weeks of curriculum for them. So it could be an organization. It could be an after school uh, club that's already existing that's needing content. It could be a summer camp or a um, girls team, you know, like a volleyball team actually got it because this team has been together for years and they're trying to build their leadership and, and develop the team, not just in volleyball, but in teamwork, leadership, communication, all that stuff that we practice. So it's not just, you know, a mom and a girl who wants to start a, a, a dream labs. It's organizations, teachers, uh, club, existing clubs, existing groups that are like, yes, I need 12 weeks of awesome content. Let's, you know, let's buy it. So it's super exciting to be seeing all the different groups who are getting it. And I love that too, that you could just integrate it into an existing group. It's like my daughter can start one at her group or an existing group could just build it into what they're already doing. Yeah. It's plug and play. So they, they have everything that they need um, in the 12 weeks, right. You know, right in the download. So um, super easy. And I know we went through at the, uh, at the summit, we went through one of the activities that's included in the dream lab, the dream circles. Mm -hmm. And I have to be honest, I'm not super woo woo. So the, the sound of a dream circle, I was kind of like, Oh, this is going to be uncomfortable. (laughs) But as soon as it got started, like it's, I feel like I've told so many people about how amazing that is. And I feel like it's one of those things that could really be incorporated into like networking groups, like adult, like it's, it's not a childish thing. Is it okay to share a little bit about like what the dream circle is? Do you mind? Absolutely. So really the other word for dream circle, again, I I take all the stuff that I do in training and development for women CEOs and leaders, and I just make a girl version of it. And really the dream circle was born out of my love for masterminding and masterminding is a small group of people getting together and uh, pouring their ideas and their resources together to help each other. And I don't know about you, but that it feels so good when we collaborate. And so um, the dream circle is uh, really masterminding for for the girls, but what it's teaching them, it's a really important skill set is what it's teaching them is multiple things is each girl goes around the circle. They have a minute to share their dream and, um, and how, and what, like what progress they're making right now in their dream, short-term and long-term dream. And then the other girls, the listeners have about a minute to write ideas, connections, or resources that they have for that girl. And um, if they don't have ideas, resources, or connections, they just write something that's encouraging. So everybody is connecting and encouraging each other. And they give those notes to that girl. And so what that is practicing is, one, it's, art- it's having the girls articulate their dreams, which to some people, it's hard. 
And but when you're doing it every week in your dream lab, you're getting more and more practice around articulating your dreams, speaking clearly so people can understand you. And the other people are listening and practicing listening, not just listening, but listening for how can I contribute to this person? And kids are not trained to do that. They're barely trained to listen. <laughs> you know? um, so they're listening for how can I contribute? How can I give this girl ideas, connections, resources? And the, the example I give is say we're in a, we're girls and we're in a group of 10 in a dream lab and Julie is going and Julie says that her long-term dream is to be a vet. And guess what? My dad's a vet, right? And all of a sudden I have an instant connection with her. I can connect her and my dad. Maybe she can intern for him or interview him or whatever, right? So many things that are possible. That probably would have never come up <laughs> between those girls. So it's just a way for you know the girls to practice communication, practice listening, practice contributing to each other. And then what a bonus that you leave each dream lab with your cards, you know, your 10 cards from these girls that just contributed with ideas and connections and resources and encouragement to you. It feels so empowering and positive. So the whole thing is, that's why everybody's favorite thing about Dream Lab is the Dream Circle, and they do it every single week of their 12 weeks. So it's a fun, it's a fun activity, but it's also practicing some really core things. No, I loved coming home and looking at my notes. I still have all my cards. Good. So I, I love that. that. I thought that was so amazing. And I enjoyed like turning around to see my daughter participating in a yeah. circle of girls too. And she didn't share what her dreams were, but that's okay. Like she can share on her own yeah. time. But I think that's another one of those things that um, before Girls Rule, I don't know that I had ever specifically said like, what are your dreams? Mm. Like I might've said, you know, do you know what you want to be when you grow up? Do you know what you want to do when you grow up? But not what are you dreaming about? And I, I think it's it's different, Like, but there's a, a specific distinction. Yes. And how you'd answer those questions. So yes. I, I like that. Yes, yes. And they start to, you know, know the difference between what do I want to be and a dream. You know, sometimes they're the same, sometimes they're not, but... And the difference between some short-term dreams and some long-term dreams, you know, and so it is, our dreams are so important to the fulfillment of our life and um, they really do keep us inspired. And what's also really important about dreams is when a girl has a dream and has some intentionality and some focus around that dream, she's less likely to keep her, uh, take her eyes off of that and go to partying, go to drugs, go to these other things that are fulfilling her because she has her eyes on the dreams. And so that's one of my, I've lost some friends and family to drugs and drinking and bad choices. And I find that a lot of people who turn to that don't have dreams, don't allow themselves permission to have dreams you know, maybe they felt unworthy of dreams or whatnot, but I just really have a passion to equip every woman and girl and, and help them give themselves permission to dream and dream big and encourage each other to dream big. 
I love it. I love every little thing about that. <laughs> so I know that one thing that's important to you that a lot of us parent entrepreneurs struggle with is work-life balance. So mm-hmm. you mentioned the stroke you had in your 20s. Can you, I, I don't know if you want to dive deeper into that, but what are your tips on finding balance and maintaining your health as a parent and entrepreneur? Yeah. Um, so I'm really passionate about self-care. I mean, as an entrepreneur, um, you know, I'm running two businesses and all of that, all the elements of my two businesses have to fit in between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. I don't work after that because it's just one of those boundaries I hold myself to. And um, it's kind of like time. (laughs) Uh, You just, we can just fill it, right? Instead, when we put that boundary in place, we work a lot smarter and we get efficient with our priorities and our time. And we don't waste time on things that don't move our businesses forward. And so prioritizing um, our life is definitely number one. So I have um, seven self-care things that I, there's more, more than this. One is have a self-care plan. That's period. And so there's seven things, core things inside of a self-care plan. So that's one, manage your time well and prioritize. Number two is know how to say no. We, you know, I think especially women, we tend to feel an obligation to certain things. Um, and obligation can make you say yes when you really say no, you know, want to say no. And so we've got to say no to things that don't serve us, don't, um, aren't part of the game that we're playing right then, you know? Um, and so that's, that's number two. Number three is schedule self-care weekly. So in my self-care plan, I have daily, weekly, and monthly elements to that. And I hold myself accountable to those. Um, otherwise, I implode <laughs> mentally, spiritually, physically. And, you know, we are the core of our family and our business. And so when it comes to self-care, we've got to hold ourselves accountable. Um, number four is sleep eight hours. Um, I I really believe in sleep is such a big piece of our healing, our body, our mind, our spirit really heals when we sleep. Um, So I I know a lot of moms who are like, I get four hours or five hours. (laughs) Um, That's hard to, to, to really function well and really be in your greatness um, when you have four hours of sleep. So this is the question that I would ask is um, I actually was speaking at a mom's club. I think it was a mops group a couple of years ago. And, you know, I, I know from my own experience is when we, especially when they're really young in that first couple of years, all of our self-care can go away and all of our hobbies can go away. And this woman um, in the audience, she said, I was an avid runner. I mean, I ran every weekend and marathons and all that. And I haven't ran in three years since my daughter was born. And I said, what is the question that you need to ask someone else that's going to allow you to run again? And she was like, I have no idea. And so the question, the answer was this is, what could you ask your, your husband? 
to do so that you could run again? And she was like, I could ask him to watch the baby every Saturday morning from seven to eight and I could go on a run. And I was like, done. With one question, of course he said no problem. She was back running and had running back in her life. But sometimes I think we get so in the routine of our kids and everything, we just put everything of ours on the sidelines. And I think it's really important that, you know, to her, she felt like she won a million dollars because her running was back in her life. So super important. Um, Number five is nurture your spirit and faith, whatever that looks like to you. Uh, Six is live from your greatness, not your smallness. That smallness is that negative voice in your head and your greatness is really that positive, empowering voice. And then seven is schedule playtime. I'm really uh, an advocate for families playing together. And, you know, I definitely know for us on the weekends, I'm catching up on, you know, the bills and uh, washing the car and all the errands and all of that. But I am really um, rigid about getting playtime. I schedule out our year of vacations um, and time off and making sure that we have enough connection time and time to create memories. Yeah. And do you put that stuff, do you put that stuff in your calendar too? Like, yes, that's what I found I have to do is actually put it in the calendar that, you know, we're going to this place this day, you know, we're going to go to this museum that day or else it doesn't happen. Nothing happens unless I have it in the calendar. And I will give this tip is when I do my calendar, I do my calendar for the entire year in January, and there's four layers. The very first layer I do is all of our family vacations and time off. That's layer number one. And then layer number two is my business and all the speaking and the retreats and client stuff. And then number three is my um, nonprofit. All of our events, all of our board meetings, all of our programs, all of that. And then fourth is the other and all the other things that could be in there. So projects or other things that I'm doing. So it's really important that we schedule it. That's great. Thank you so much. So I just feel like this has been totally invaluable. I love everything about your mission with Girls Rule. I'm so glad we were able to share more information about that. And of course, we're going to link to everything in the show notes. So I'll put as many links in there as I can pack in there. But where would you like to direct people? Like where can people learn more about you or connect with you or learn more about Girls Rule? Absolutely. So we're on Instagram and Facebook. You can search Girls Rule Foundation. We also have a free app um, for you and your daughter. Um, We actually, it's really made for the girls, um, but it is a free app in the app store and you just search Girls Rule Foundation. And every single morning we send a positive text in our app. So she wakes up to an empowering, positive message to her. So that's our app. Um, and our website is girlsrulefoundation.org. And um, all of our five programs are there, how to get involved, how to volunteer, how to donate, all that fun stuff is on our website. Thank you. I just can't thank you enough. Thank you for taking time to squeeze us in. Um, I look forward to sharing this message with everybody and hopefully we can get some more people in Phoenix to go to Girls Rule or to check out the, the Dream Labs or contribute in other ways. I know you Absolutely. mentioned sponsorship and volunteering. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me and um, keep up the good work on this podcast. Thanks, Dina. You will find this week's show notes and all the links mentioned this week at megbrunson.com slash 27. Last week, Anna Lundberg advised parents on how to take the first step away from the nine to five. She's a success coach and business strategist who helps people create businesses and build a lifestyle that allows them an unimagined sense of freedom, flexibility, and fulfillment. If you're just starting out, Anna is totally your girl. And even if you've been in the game a while, you're sure to find some great takeaways in last week's episode. Next week, we'll meet Sarah Talbert. Sarah is an author and coach to Christian business moms who are struggling to fulfill their purpose without failing their families. She helps moms begin their entrepreneurial journey and awaken their potential to create. Subscribe to the podcast today so that you don't miss next week's episode. Thanks, guys. I'll see you next week. Bye. Do us a favor. Share this podcast to a friend. It's like my mom always says, sharing is caring.